I'm going to dub it over after oh. I was on the podcast. Don't we have a new theme song. What did you think of our new God, theme song? Did you enjoy that new theme song? It was really good, wasn't it? Yeah. Good job, Canton. Hey, this is a brand new show. Brand spanking new. Just and in time for the holidays. It's called Trivial Cahoots. Each week, we, uh, we and our guest are going to go through a Trivial Pursuit card, asking the questions, and then discussing the uh, topics that those bring up. Mm. And... Uh, we are going to feel free to plumb the depths of our emotions, our yeah. intellects, yeah. our charm. Very, none of those are very wit. deep. It's pretty shallow waters It's all waters there. very shallow waters. So yeah. I hope if you're listening, you'll join us on this journey. And also, you might, it might up your Trivial Pursuit game Yeah, at some stage. I actually I was look, glancing at the card there, and this is a new version of Trivial Pursuit. And the questions aren't as tricky as the old Trivial Pursuit questions, which you had to think back in time. But do you think, though, that you just know more because you are uh, the age that you are and this is the version that it is that you actually have lived through some of this stuff, whereas when you're playing it when you're 12 and it was made 10 years before, you don't yeah. know any of that stuff. Yeah, maybe some of that. That so, might be part of the so trick. So what you're saying is that you're old enough now to find Trivial Pursuit easy. Yeah, it's all too easy for me now. But our guest hey, by today the way, let's is not old enough. Let's introduce ourselves to know first, what's in case going anybody on. doesn't know who we are. Oh, I'm Mark Canton. Do I have to say my real name? Just kidding. I'm Annie Gill. Yeah, that's it. And um, we have a guest star today. Yeah, so the person that we're going to be getting to know through uh, yeah. the medium of Trivial Pursuit is because we don't want to get to know her any other way. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the best way. Play a game with someone, and that's how you really get to yeah, know them. And this is a this is a games making sexy lady. So yeah, an expert on games, uh, uh, an actor, a performer, a game creator, an awesome hat wearer, um, the the master games master of Playfair, Hillary O'Shaughnessy. Dun, welcome, dun, dun. welcome to the show. I feel like I should say something clever now, but that's not going to add that great introduction. You can just say, yeah, thanks for, you know, yeah, hello. Thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for being our the first guest on our maiden voyage of Trivial Cahoots. I'm scared. Yeah. I'm really scared. Yeah. 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 Um, do you enjoy, well, you obviously enjoy games. Do you enjoy general knowledge quizzy type games? No, I'm terrible at them. That's okay. I re- well remember the face, but not the name. I go, oh yeah, that's the one from Thingy that does the Thingy, and it's on Tuesdays at you know five o'clock. But I, I don't know her name or things like that. So yeah. I'm really bad at remembering detail. So would you be more of like a hide and go seek sh- charades kind of person, like physical? Yeah, yeah. Gaming, yeah, as opposed to using your mind knowledge yeah yeah no, just and i just get bored then i just go i'll google it it's fine <laughs> Move well, that is it yeah <laughs> uh, every quiz table quiz has to have you know phones ruled out of the equation pretty soon it's going to be have to you have to switch off a certain part of your brain mm-hmm. nobody's allowed to use the uh, memory chip in their brain anymore mm-hmm. to play the table quiz otherwise it's too easy your hard drive in your brain yep 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 but i do think like well over the past generations like i grew up remembering phone numbers because yeah. that was just yeah. something you had to do. And now I think I know three phone numbers. Like I don't, I don't know my father's phone number. I don't know any of my other, I know my mother's phone number, her home phone number. I can still, I can remember my friend Garrett's phone number uh, from the house that he used to live in with his parents, who his parents don't live there anymore. So I could just ring up yeah. a random house, <laughs> yeah. 494-4636 and, uh, and just have a chat with them, yeah. see how they're doing. Hey, is Garrett there? Mark. Yeah, I know. Well, I think we should. Cause we'll just, let's just, just a it. random number. I mean, what are yeah. people going to do? Ring up a random, just ring a random number on your phone anyway. It's a good way to if meet people. If you want to ring a random number of people that you don't know, it's a good way to meet just people. start just typing into a, your phone. Ring a random number and just have a chat with the person and say, I just rang this number. But I also like, I think, so like in my mom's generation, they would have memorized phone numbers and addresses even, you know, because you needed to send people letters and that kind of thing. Mm. But my grandfather would have memorized not phone numbers, but like addresses, but also full epic poems and chapters of books, Yeah, you know, and things that 
because they had headspace for that. Whereas now, like, because we don't have to do any of that stuff, we don't. We were at a table quiz last night. Um, I was participating. Annie was organizing. But um, at the very end, the team who came in second, uh, I was chatting to them and they said, hey, has uh, Jen roped you into the uh, poetry table quiz yet? Ooh. And I was like, no, and I would <laughs> not go to that. Why? What do you mean? I would do terrible. A poetry. a poetry table quiz. Oh. Fuck off. So all the questions are about poetry, yeah. and it can be any kind of poetry. And like, do you have to answer? Yeah. Like, do you, does your answer have to be in a haiku or something like that? Yeah. That would be good. Yeah. Explain relativity in haiku form. Connor and I were thinking that a fun way to do um, a Christmas party uh, when we go to the States, and maybe this is only fun because Americans are weird. Are weird. A, <laughs> B, love Irish things. <laughs> Think all things Irish are so cute mm, that it would be. And similar to the fun game that Mark Canton likes to play at his birthday parties with the drawing, writing, drawing, writing. Wow, yeah. oh, that one is brilliant. Oh, it's yeah. such a good game. Uh, this, sometimes it's called Chinese Pictionary. Chinese Pictionary. It's, is that racist or we can say that? Probably. Yeah. Well, it comes from Chinese whispers, but uh, okay, gotcha. Chinese Pictionary. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we were thinking that we'd have everybody coming to the um, party write one stanza of a limerick so like the five things and then we could oh. put the whole limerick together it's like oh, uh, when you draw a picture like that oh, mm-hmm. the, or what's that called the, consequences uh, or oh there's some fancy name for it right? oh, a, a, one sentence or, and a beautiful corpse people. yeah is that yeah. what it is yeah. a so lovely corpse or something or, Exquisite course. Exquisite course. And so course. you write a few yeah. sentences, right? You write and the first line and then someone writes the second line. Mm. Then you read at the end and it's mostly nonsense because yeah. you only have one line to go on. Occasionally it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, yeah, you could do that mm. with a poem uh, where you cover up everything but the last word of the uh, line, maybe, mm-hmm. so people could rhyme with that then. Yeah. Mm. 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 So yeah, see, see, we're all. Hillary's Good getting plan. ideas for new games. Good plan. New games. Um, so Mark, you got a new bike this week. Yeah, um, I, I, I got my old bike was um, just acting weird and uh, yeah, a bit cagey and a bit standoffish. And I was like, "What's going on here, bike?" Ever since, ever since Mark, he caught Mark riding up <laughs> where, on a Dublin bike. Wait a second, your wheels are wet. I haven't taken you out today. Who? Who were you with? Who were you with? Your saddle is warm. <laughs> your saddle is warm. There's lipstick on your handlebars. What is going on here, bicycle? Um, and uh, yeah, so it, it was wobbling a bit. There was a clanking noise. I went into the bike shop and said, it's wobbling a bit. And there's a clanking noise. I got it back and those problems hadn't been fixed at all. And so I cycled off and it was worse than it was. <laughs> and I, the gears weren't aligned properly. And uh, yeah, so then I eventually took it back when the show, shop was open again. And uh, I said, yeah, this isn't fixed. Oh, oh, sorry. And then the back fork broke. Yeah. So like the whole bike actually just came apart. So the bike, I mean, you wouldn't notice it if you looked at it. You were like, that bike is fine, but I, it would be lethal to ride on. So the bike is dead. It can cannot be repaired, and so we need to just throw it away. So I don't know how to throw it away. I mean, I could donate it to a bike shop, or I can take the parts off it that I might need. Like the saddle is fine. Yeah. Or the war- but the then to get rid saddle. of the frame, I was like, God, am I going to have to pay for someone to take this frame? Oh no, I'll just leave it on the street. <laughs> <laughs> Some bike thief will take it and then break his leg cycling off on it. That'd be good. That'd be karma. That'd be justice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A little bit of justice because you did have a bike stolen, didn't you? I did have a bike stolen yeah. earlier this year. Who hasn't had a bike stolen? Who hasn't? Yeah, I don't know true. anyone. It's rife. It's just ridiculous. Because you ride a bike too, Hiller, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I'm a Dublin bike's head at the moment because my other bike was stolen and I haven't replaced it yet. Oh. There you go. Oh. Do you have a Dublin Do- bike set by you? Yep. Uh, nice. By, yeah. Right next to me, actually, which is kind of... Lucky. Because I think the Dublin bikes are great. If I didn't... If they were out by me, I'd use them more. You can't rely on them, though. Like... Yeah, you can't walk out the door and go. Oh, I'll get there in ten minutes because there'll be a bike there. There might not be a bike there for oh. two hours. Or oh, one uh, broken one this morning. So it's like, mm, you, you know, it's not the same as having a bike, but they're handy. Yeah, I cycled on one once and <clears throat> never again. It's like being almost on an died. exercise bike in the middle of the street. You're yeah, like, holy crap! <laughs> you know, it's really hard it's to that balance. Is the, that is the sound it, they make. It's really yeah. heavy. Yeah, it's really heavy. Yeah, feel free to manipulate that mic towards your mouth. By the way, Hillary. This way. Yeah, yeah. Just hello. Yeah, manipulate a mic. Yeah. If 
you can, oh, I don't know if it angles yeah, down or something. Yeah, yeah. Turn it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, way to break the studio. That's, That's a lot better. No, she's not. Wasn't me. Um, I, I had a question about what's been going on with all of us recently. What's okay. the most uncomfortable you've been in the last couple of weeks, mm. physically or emotionally, if you mm. like? Good question. I went to a gig while you're thinking about it. <laughs> I'll just answer my own question while <laughs> yeah. you're thinking about it. Uh, I went to a gig, I saw Future Islands in Vicar Street, and uh, one of my favourite new bands of recent times, but Vicar Street, uh, I just, I feel like I want to give out about them, because they sell too many goddamn tickets, and it was jammed in there, it was horrible. Like it Were was you standing? Standing, yeah. But as well, if you go to a comedy gig in Vicar Street, if you're on the um, second, on uh, the top deck, on the first floor, on the balcony... Whatever the word you, you want to describe that with. Um, they sell these standing tickets behind you. So there's people standing at a comedy gig. And they're just, they just feel like they're in a pub. So they're just talking to each other the yeah. whole time. Mm. And it's like, why you fucking how fucking dare you sell these tickets to ruin my night? Because there's people sitting, standing behind me just chatting through the whole show. Yeah. I mean, you can understand that a bit with music. That happens at the Sugar but, Club too, though, if you're up the back. At a comedy gig, people are always chatting up at the bar area. Yeah, they think they can't be heard and they're actually rolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's my complaint. Any uncomfortable situations you've been in? Um, there were uh, a few. I'm just trying to think. Like, oh, always, um, I had my family in town um, for my wedding two weeks ago. And there are always lots of uncomfortable moments with family members um, when you've got them around it, when you can't actually you know, you can't control what they're going to say or do to other people's family members and or friends. So, um, I think, and a lot of that you have to let go because you can't control people and you know, it's not really your problem. So I was just trying to think there of like any moments over the sort of wedding time when I felt uncomfortable or nervous about certain things. And, um, I guess the only time that I really felt a little bit like, oh God, how's this going to go? When Connor's other wives turned up? Exactly. When <laughs> yeah. all the ex-wives and all of his bastard children <laughs> showed up the outside the Marion Hotel and were like, look, we just <laughs> want to say ours. hi. Yeah. We're not here to ruin your day. Just, <laughs> but there was... Daddy. We just love weddings. We just love weddings. But there was actually a moment, and I, I remember thinking that this is ridiculous, but also this is sort of funny and also please, please don't let me freak out about this. Walking into the church, and I think I told Mark this already, maybe not. Walking yeah. into the church, getting out of the taxi and going into the church, maybe like a 10-step journey. And um, there was a, a, a homeless guy who obviously has mental issues, was walking past and was seeing everybody go into the church. So I hadn't really clocked him sort of hanging around. And there were a few old ladies standing outside the church also waiting for me to arrive um, and to, to see the bride and all that kind of thing. So... I kind of clocked there were other people around and I'd waited to get out of the taxi while a few more of the guests went in and that kind of thing. And I got out and I put up the umbrella and as I was walking, the homeless guy decides to come over to me and start asking me what I'm doing. Where am I going? What are you doing? Don't go in there. Don't go in there. What's happening? When I was like, oh, just sort of like I'm having such a lovely day. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm about to get married. And I didn't really take it on board at the time. You know, like I just kind of was looking at my sister and all the little flower girls. And I was like, this is no big deal. This is fine. And obviously they're not going to let him in the church. But I just remember sort of thinking like, this is perfect. <laughs> like that I have some crazy person like throwing curses at me as I'm about to go get married. And do you think he was trying to convince you to not go through with it so you could marry him instead? Was it a kind of Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate kind no, of situation? No, 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 no. It was much more like like the church or devils kind of Satan kind of situation. Well, there's research. Yeah, there's <laughs> the stuff out there. Yeah, maybe yeah. that's it. He's not but maybe, over, yeah. overly, overly far wrong. I mean, if Can it had been a Catholic church, I would have let him ha- get away with it a little bit more oh, and had a conversation. Okay, the, yeah. But with the Unitarian churches, a little bit like, look, we're just... Look, this look. Is, this is for everyone. And I almost, you know, I wasn't going to invite him in, but... It was one of those things where you just had to be like, this could be really weird, but I'm just going to let it go. Mm. Can you imagine if somebody did stand up and say, don't go through with this mm. or something in a wedding? Like, how, how would that not be just an embarrassing, awful situation? But like, for everybody. Like, can you imagine even just being at a wedding where that happened? Yeah. <sighs> if any speak now or forever hold your peace and somebody did, gosh, that would be amazing. Oh <laughs> awful and amazing. Um, 
Before we crack into the game, I had another question for Hillary since she's a game expert. Will you stop saying expert. that? Stop. Expert on games. No, you, you've done a bit of research That's and stuff into games says. and expert. you like to play around yeah, with games. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. But like yeah. expert is no, a loaded word. Yeah, you haven't done a PhD in games. How about specialist? Although, yeah. <laughs> Fan. <laughs> yeah. What do you think makes a good game? Are there any, are there any um, like, things that... Oh, gosh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many... The word game can be applied to so many things. It's mm. such a broad format. So, yeah. you know, some people just want to play games on screens. Some people don't. Some people want to play games that last weeks. Others want to play games that disappear. And it's... I don't know. I mean, I think the ones that are designed really well, I think, are the ones where the designer was thinking about the player and their experience of playing mm. the game, whatever that is and however it is. They're really focused on designing for the player, you know? Yeah. And trying to bring them somewhere and special, whatever that is. So, yeah, I think... But, you know, that, there's so many examples of that. It's, it's a bit like saying what's a good piece of art. You know, it's just impossible That's true. to... Kind of, yeah, stupid question mark. Uh, oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Hilary, what do you think makes a good question? <laughs> <laughs> So whatever's going to make the other That's person a good feel question. good about them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like, I was thinking about this recently. Is there a thing about like having a good get in a game? Like, like uh, as in, okay, so there's this podcast called Doug Loves Movies. Hmm. And some of the games are really good in it and some of them are not so good. So one of the not so good games, I feel, is where he gets people to spell out words by naming uh, movies. So, say we were spelling out New York, you would have to think of a, of a film that begins with N. Oh, and then Annie okay. has to think of one that begins with E. Which is fine, but it's kind of a boring it's, list it's game. It's a car game, isn't it? It's one you play in long journeys when you're really bored. Yeah, but yeah. there's no, like, surprise get. As in, oh my god, I can't believe they pulled it out of the bag, you know? Yeah. Like, if, if you're, say, in a table quiz, and you're like, oh, what is the answer? What is the answer to this question? Oh, I finally got it, you know? I think that adds some excitement to a game. Yeah. And also, yeah, I think there is that difference of like having to something that can be drawn out a little bit more. Mm. And also I, I hate to think of things in like the, 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 the Leonard Malton game is actually a really good game though. Yeah. On that show. Because, because yeah, you there can be that moment. Like and there's, also there's a bit of a competition. I think you always want a tiny bit of a competition within games. It sort of helps a little bit. Hmm. I find. Although Chinese Pictionary, is there a lot of competition in that? That's it's true. more like, what's the most fun? That yeah, is I remember when we played that and I completely misunderstood the rules and came up with some ridiculous... Some oh, yeah, I played this with you. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. our amazing Valentine's Day Rabbies. dinner. Uh, yeah, yes. and you, what was moon, Oreo time in my moon box? <laughs> <laughs> Oreo time in my that's, moon box. Like, that was it, it's Oreo still, time like, in my moon box. It's like, it's <laughs> just like, really, that I think has to be the title to your autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it was just so... But if you actually don't understand looked, what this game is, <laughs> maybe we should explain it just so you can play it at home. So the purse for... Everybody has... A, a stack of of sheets of paper okay that you you uh write something on the first sheet of paper and then you pass it to the person to your left so you could have written uh new york and so then the person has to there's a picture of new york and that's all i can think of right now otherwise there's going to be roman lindau and i don't know who roman lindau is but that's what the other thing that says over there to me okay so the person next person has to draw a picture of new york next person looks at that and just has to figure out what that picture is and, I keep, and they write that. So that, and it keeps going like that, uh, like Chinese whispers and Pictionary mixed together. And it begins to sort of fall apart. Because for the first few times, you might get something like New York together, but somebody yeah. might look at a drawing of New York and say, like, cities. Yeah. And then so the next Twin person draws pictures. Or, yeah. And then yeah. someone ends up drawing, it's Oreo time in my moon box. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's Oreo time in my moon box. Yeah. yeah. That's usually the end point. That's when you know the game has reached its climax. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, let's go to our first question. Oh, I'm showing you what's the answers. The, what's the... Um, okay, well, I can't do, see that. I'll tell you what the category is. Okay. So you guys, I'm going to ask you a question. You guys are going to figure out the answer between you. Okay. These are not tricky questions. In fact, he I'm going to... The first, the first category is geography. Mm. I'm going to ask this question in a way that you probably won't know the answer. And then I'm going to tell you the second half of the question, in which case you will. Okay. So what word okay. means a village without a church? Any idea? What word if means you got a that, without a church? 
means a, what word means a village without a church? If you do get this, it'd be very impressive. No ideas? Hamlet. Correct, Annie Gill. Whoa! Yes, well done. Oh my god, That was See? very impressive. Yes, cool. and do you know what made me think of that? Was because there is a little hamlet near my mother's town in Norfolk. It's just over the New York State border, and it says the hamlet of Aminia. And so I must have heard at some point that that meant that there was no church. There well, is, there however, a synagogue. Ah. 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 What word means a village without a synagogue? Macbeth. Yes, correct. <laughs> Second half of the question on the card is, or the name of a fictional melancholy Dane. I was like, that's pretty fucking easy yeah, now yeah, to ask that's, two that's people who are involved in theater. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> It would have been sad if we hadn't gotten that one, actually. Yeah. Uh, opinions yeah. on uh, villages without a church or the fictional melancholy Dane? Do you think, though, that that was actually, is Hamlet named after a town without a church? Does that actually lend us... Oh, could we, could we write an, an academic essay now on Hamlet being named after a... The Prince of Denmark is metaphorically a, 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 town, a town without a church. Town in outside yeah. New York, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, if it can be written, somebody would write it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody because must have written does, it. It is interesting to think, like, where did Shakespeare get that name? Is it a common Danish name? Is, I don't think so. No. Is it a little ham? <laughs> yeah, I don't and know. And it's funny because it's such a, like, we've grown, we've never not known that and had it been a character in a play, right? So, but it is an odd word. Yeah, is it one of those names that f- f- falls out of fashion? Mm. Like, you know, w- once upon a time, there was loads of hamlets. And now there's, there's, yeah. there's just like there like were loads of peregrines. Or Adolfs. You don't get a lot of Adolfs mm. these days. Well, we, I've got, we've got some friends having baby boys in the next little while. We should suggest Hamlet. Suggest Hamlet or Adolf. Or mm-hmm. mm. Hillary, Hillary, have you ever been uh, in a Shakespearean play? Nope. Okay. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever watched a Shakespearean play? Nope. Never. No. Never have. Uh, no, I've never done Shakespeare. Really? Mm. No. Would you like to? Mm. Yeah. There's some great female roles in it yeah but it's really oh, it's, it's you have to do it with the right people though yeah I mean bad Shakespeare is like all Shakespeare <sighs> yeah you know it's it's not good it's not good it can it's very you. hard to get it right yeah or to make it really fun I mean I know that's true of most plays but like you can at least get the story if it's noises off <laughs> they don't do it to like yeah. a yeah. national theatre yeah. standard but you're struggling against Shakespeare, Shakespeare oh the whole time God. you're trying to do a Shakespeare play. yeah amateur you just want to Shakespeare is all Shakespeare for me thank you <laughs> is I just want to kill myself now the Europeans they do it well no sorry I just insulted everyone in Ireland there but you know they no do. but I, I haven't they seen um, there. I haven't, I've only seen a handful of really amazing productions of Shakespeare plays. Yeah. What was the last one that you... Most of them are British. Um, The the Bridge Project did um, The Tempest a few years ago, and I saw it in New York, and it was pretty fantastic. And I, The Tempest is a great play, and I I hadn't seen it. It, they did it so simply, but just so beautifully. Um, and I, I didn't see the German Hamlet, but everyone was saying that that was yeah. transformative stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't bother. Uh, people were like, you just go, just go on standby. No, no. <laughs> I've actually vowed never to watch Shakespeare again in my life. That's my vow. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing worse, though, when people buy the, the wigs. And stops doing silly accents. This is what I saw. Where is that written that you should do a, a stupid accent and sound like an idiot? I saw this production uh, in London of Cheek by Jowl, who are a renowned uh, good Shakespeare company. And the guy playing Macbeth was speaking in the Shakespearean voice, where I speak very fast and then I slow down. As if some because great thought has come over me. Mm. Yeah, it's and I was like, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. And then at the end, I was turning to the people with me, expecting everyone to be like, yep, that was terrible. And they were like, God, that was great. I don't, I don't see it. No, I, I saw Patrick Stewart play Macbeth about six or seven years ago. That was great as well. That was a brilliant production. Um, Number he one. Did, he didn't talk like that. Is this a dagger? 
Yeah. No. Engage. Did he get his, he get his catchphrases in there? He did. Yeah, absolutely. Tanagra. <laughs> okay, question number two. Oh dear. Okay, pressure's on. <laughs> what's the What's the category? By the way, you're you're playing as a team. It's not yeah, Annie yeah. versus Hillary. So uh, you know, together as no. a team, you've got one here. out of six. What's the category? It's entertainment. Thank you. That's our entertainment theme. We're going to be playing that every time. Now. Uh, what is the subject of the king's speech in the film? The king's speech. Oh, oh God. Oh, see. Have I, you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Good. This is... Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what's the That's, problem. That was that could have been the king's speech could if <laughs> the whole film hadn't have happened and he hadn't gone to that speech therapist. I, Jeffrey Rush. I have Jeffrey no idea. Rush. I have no idea. It's that he it had the, somebody a died? stutter. The queen had died, or I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but what is he speaking he about? That's what is what the actual? Oh, but that's yeah, the that's the end. question. Oh, it's about World War Two. Yes, it's about the the the, the Germans invading France and how. We were gonna have to come together, and we'll get through this. Yeah, pretty much. Team about the outbreak. I Britain's, never forget a Colin Firth. Oh, Britain's man. declaration of war on Nazi Germany in 1939. See, that's not important. That's not a detail anyone would remember. No. So clearly, I no. let off. What the was more there. important was the thing where they were <laughs> like that. Yeah. That was the best part of the film. Yeah, or having to hold a thing in his teeth. I tell you a story oh, actually so about the King's Speech, uh, the film, that the guy who wrote it. Um, he wrote it as a play and a film, and he he started mm. writing it in in nineteen in the nineteen eighties, and like yeah, whatever thirty years or something before it actually got made. Mm. He started writing it, and but he he asked the Queen Mother's permission, the wife of the King from the King's Speech, uh, oh. can I make this? Uh, can I write this and make this? And she said she eventually got back to him and said. Uh, just not in my lifetime and he said well she's an old woman she was like 80 or something at that point yeah. he was like well she's not gonna last long grand i'll say about it and then she lived to be 100 <gasps> like 103 just, or something like yeah, that yeah 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 so it just went on and on of him not being able to make this because the queen the queen's mother queen's mother kept living that's brilliant just kept on going i yeah. um i actually really did enjoy that movie but i as i just mentioned i enjoy colin firth yeah he's amazing in most things and Helena Bottom Carter, also brilliant. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those films that's like, it's it's a nice, easy film to watch. You know, like it's a nice, like if it was on television on a Sunday evening, you'd be like, lovely. Mm. Because there's just enough drama, there's just enough emotion. Yeah. But you don't have to get too involved. You learn a yeah. bit of history. The yeah. costumes are good. It's a very good film. There's another story about it, actually. Um again from the guy who wrote it that uh, so he wrote it and he was trying to get access the speech therapist had all these records but he couldn't get access to them for years and years I can't remember why um, so it was almost going into production when he finally got access to the records and uh, and yeah so at the very end of the film spoiler alert um, the king man- manages to make a speech <laughs> and uh, at the end the speech therapist says uh, you, there was a, there was a little bit of a stutter on the on some particular word, and and he says, "Well, I had to throw in one, I had to throw in one or two just so they know it was me." <laughs> that was not in the script. That was in the diaries, in the logs of the speech therapist. And so your man read this, was like, "Oh my god, that's a fucking brilliant line! Like I've got to put that in the film." That's Amazing. Cool. Yeah. That, that's oh wow, that's nice. So the king really said that. Wow. Apparently. Um. Cool. Yeah. There you go. A little bit of history. If you could um, make a movie, either write, produce, direct, whatever, or act in um, a movie about a historical figure, who would it be? I thought about doing a play about Shackleton <coughs> and that whole story mm, of his trip to the one. Antarctic. Yeah. It's one of the most amazing stories. But, it's an incredible story. Uh, I never got it together. So It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's still, and it's it kind is of, a hilarious story. So it's right onto your wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm known for my hilarious. Your wheelhouse. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, I actually, yeah, it kind of got too complicated and it almost got too good in my head and then mm. I just couldn't write it anymore. Because I was telling the story of Shackleton's uh, expedition to somebody else and I was getting the details wrong. And then I looked it up again and I was like, oh, wait, there was five people in that boat rather than six people uh, and stuff like that. And so then I thought it could be a play about the telling of stories and, and that the characters are reliving the story. Mm-hmm. As it's so being told. You could almost do it like a drunk histories thing. Have you guys ever watched the drunk histories mm-hmm. where someone has to learn a story from history, sort of a really one that is not really told in history books that often. Um, and then they get hammered and have to tell the story when they're completely <laughs> drunk. And that's brilliant. And it is really funny. But then what they did was they did this in LA and like a lot of the guys who were making it had worked on films. And so got Jack Black and Michael Sarah and like all these other actors to then do reenactments so as the drunk person is saying that she's like I'm just gonna tell you the story of Oni the slave and she was owned by George Washington because he had slaves I bet you didn't know that and then like all of a sudden they cut to like these famous actors dressed as George and Martha Washington and Oni the slave but they all and when they're talking she's like and then Oni said I'm not gonna be your slave anymore and like the, the actress voicing that is actually amazing. doing it in the drunk voice that's amazing so you can sort of do it like that you could do like the Shackleton story <laughs> yeah drunk history of taking the drunk yeah. aspect out of it didn't yeah. Kenneth Branagh do some desperate channel yeah. he did do a Shackleton something? thing oh my god a triumph of costume over quality <laughs> yeah. that's all they do is mm. oh my god wind and rain and voices and just awful. I went to see awful. that that play, uh, Tom Crean, uh, Antarctic Explorer. Oh, the one man. Yeah. yeah it was now pretty... a craft beer. <laughs> now a craft beer. <laughs> Tom Crean is a craft beer. Anyway, is he? Um, so <laughs> they brewed his dead <laughs> body for a hundred years. There's a little bit of Tom Crean in every pint. <laughs> <laughs> you can, oh, you can really taste the Antarctic out of this. <laughs> but anyway, the guy. It starts out with him explaining all his equipment um, that he has and the things that he wears and how you actually don't wear that much clothing in the Antarctic because uh, you'll start to, if you're doing exercise you'll start to sweat and the sweat will freeze and mm. that'll, that'll get you wor- mm. worse so you're actually there in a jumper and stuff but he um, he puts on his jumper and he, sa- and he calls it a polar neck because that it seems is where the term polo neck comes from from this day forward, From I will only refer to polar necks. Polar necks, yeah. People are going to be like, did you say polar? Uh, sorry, it's a polo neck. Polo neck? No, it's polar neck. No, it's polar. I think you'll know from um, Shackleton. <laughs> Shackleton. Sorry, not Shackleton. Actually, actually comes from the Antarctic explorers. But as he, as he said that, the woman who was sitting beside me just said, huh, polo neck. And I thought uh, it was no, so funny to She said exa- out loud exactly what I was thinking. Polar neck. Oh. I was talking to sorry I'm totally going off the point here that's good uh, I was talking to uh, uh, an actress the, last week who did a one woman show in Cork and um, she it was in the Elysian which is this big sort of monument to Irish stupidity um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of, celebrating Irish stupidity exactly 100 years of Irish stupidity <laughs> it's this huge tall towers and they were like with flats in Cork and nothing in Cork is that high in a way and they're selling them for like a million euro for these swanky flats thinking that you know it was going to attract I don't know who was going to move to Cork but obviously they didn't and it all fell apart and now it's kind of embarrassing but um the she did a show in that and it was uh um oh what's the name of the german writer it's basically the piece is a score and you just she it's just actions it's an hour long of actions and she just you're in her apartment and she does everything and basically she goes through her normal day or normal evening and then she commits suicide and it's really weird because she doesn't talk you're just in her private space Mm. um and i'll think of the writer in a minute and it's a really good piece no, it's a modern New? German oh. writer like you uh, would have written in the last that. 10 or 15 years. So anyway, so there's... And for some people, that's very uncomfortable if they're not used to, you know, being so close to the performers. I'd, I'd say especially for Irish people as well who don't like to be in people's private space that much anyway. Are you kidding me? So there's a, a scene where she goes to bed. She goes to bed, she reads a book, she turns off the light as if she's going to sleep and she's crying in the dark. And this couple who were there who had been sort of like... She's not going to say anything, is she? And elbowing each other the whole time, you know, slowly figuring it out, started bleating. 
Like, like pretending to be like, sheep. Bleh. Bleh. Oh, God. Like oh. a middle-aged couple that you would see on the street and think those are normal people started bleating. And she's lying in the bed crying going, do I cry louder over the bleating or do I ignore the bleating? And she has to wake up soon and go, how can I look at these people who've just bleated at me? And yeah, so Polonek is okay oh, in comparison. So yeah. comparison to that. That's it, yeah. So I think, yeah, if you're ever uncomfortable at the theatre, you should just bleat. Uh, I think that's a good rule. Next time you go to Shakespeare, if you have to sit there, go, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, yeah. I mean, I, I would never do that because, you know, you're just, that's not fair and everybody else is there. Well, clearly not. It's not. But, but um, uh, there's, a, there's a, uh, an attitude more on the continent of actually booing. I went and mm. saw... The cherry orchard in Berlin, and at the very end, somebody booed. Yeah, they're pretty vocal like, wow. about stuff. Yeah, mm. but that is kind, kind of impressive. refreshing because there's it's, nothing worse than going to see a Broadway show in New York City anymore. Like even brilliant ones. But if there is anybody who okay, so Hugh Jackman's about to be in a Broadway show, and every night that he will come on stage, the minute he appears, the audience will give him at least a full minute, if not two, of applause. Just for walking on stage. It's not like he's Kramer. And it's exactly. <laughs> it's not like he's Kramer. Like, he hasn't even done anything yet, and you're just applauding him for being God. in a play. Like, well done, you, for getting paid $1,400 a show. <laughs> That's so bonkers. Like, and then, regardless of how good the play was, everyone will be on their feet at the mm. end. And I don't mm. know if that's because they feel like they have to trick mm. themselves into thinking they liked it because they paid $150 for the ticket. Who knows? But there is just, and I actually kind of feel that Dublin is almost going that way. I went to only a handful of theater mm-hmm. festival shows, and most of them were okay shows, and all of them got standing ovations, mm-hmm. the ones that I was at. Oh, and it's that yeah. fucking pressure of like, we're standing up, what about you? Yeah. And like, no, my ass is standing on the seat now. And the more you expect me to, the more it's going to <laughs> yeah. wedge itself into this uncomfortable yeah. But I think seat. that a standing I'm not saying ovation, that I hated this, I'm just not. No, exactly. I'm just, it I'm didn't change my life. That's I'm applauding. Fine. It's a good play. I paid to see it. Yeah. Fine. But the, I think you need, it needs to be a really extraordinary piece of theatre for you to leap to your feet. And I think that if you're going to stand up at all, it should be a leap to your feet situation. It should be a, that was brilliant. And I have felt that way a few times mm. about shows where you're just like, that was so great. Yeah, and you really want to show the person there that this really had an impact on you. Yeah. Mm. You know? And I, so you stand Yeah, but up. it's just that when, like, again, it's that slow thing where, like, three or four people would be like, I'm standing up. And then it's sort of like, okay. And everyone then begrudgingly gets there. <laughs> the feet. grudging standing ovation yeah. is the best. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, like, yeah. Mm. it's like, actually, guys, my, my legs need a bit of movement. There was um, the original stage production of Frost Nixon, which had Michael Sheen and Frank Langella in it, I believe. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, you it saw it. Awesome. Apparently there's, uh, I wow. think it's um, when, when Nixon rings up Frost. Yeah. Um, and Frank Langella would have this speech at the end and would always get like a minute of applause. And apparently, and they just had to sit there and wait for the applause. Oh, and, and then apparently one sh- one day Michael Sheen just broke and just turned to the audience and was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to the next question. <clears throat> uh, okay, so this is history. Oh God, this is history. It's kind of weird history. Okay, what creature is usually highlight? What? what creature is usually the highlight of a Chinese New Year's parade? Oh, the dragon. Dragon. Uh, yeah. A panda, dragon, or snake? These questions are kind of a bit crazy. Is this for like... Okay. Yeah, is it history? 16 plus. Do you get to choose? It's not like we have the baby version. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Do you get to choose? I think there's not different versions. I don't think so. There's different versions of Trivial Pursuit where you can get like... Um, Yeah, a dragon. A dragon. We... The... Mm. um, The Chinese New Year thing, like we always celebrated at my school in Los Angeles. Like, I think, because, again, it's a way... When is it again? It's usually February. February. Um, And, like, learning about all the different years of the things. And I was born in the year of the rooster. So that would be anybody born from February 1981 until January 1982 would be a rooster. 
it turns out the rooster is not that great. <laughs> like it was the year of the rooster a few years ago. And like, there's all this stuff about like how people in China are like trying to get married before the year of the rooster and like want to conceive children before the year of the really? rooster. <laughs> like, so that you can't have, oh, we didn't like, want to say, but that explains yeah, a lot. That does explain a lot, actually, yeah. yeah. Um, my parents are both dragons, 12 years apart. So mm. I feel like that's a lot of pressure. Two dragons. Two dragons. 12 but apparently that's incredibly auspicious. Apart. Two rights made a wrong, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, dragon is supposed to be the luckiest year, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the dragon, and uh, this is the year of the wooden horse. Okay, no, no it's reason on. why it's wooden the wooden horse. horse. Well, because every four years there's a different element, so there's wood, oh. water. Uh, okay, so that normally that every twelve years when the horse comes around, it won't always be wood; it'll be like a air horse or a water. This is the wooden horse. <laughs> the year of the titanium rat. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, <I think> it <laughs> the year of the woolly snake. It must be two numbers which don't divide into each other then. What do you mean? Because four goes into 12. So Maybe it's, and so does three. It's, yeah, it must be something else. Mm. Hmm. Uh, I was in Toronto one summer and um, yeah, it was the... Land Altar Festival or the Lantern Festival or something or Chinese thing. Anyway, they Your were going around. Chinese. They were going around. This there was some Chinese people going around with lanterns, and you could see everyone just saying uh, <laughs> "Happy New Year" to them. They're like, "Thanks." Not it's not. New it's not New Year. Year. <laughs> thank you, though. <laughs> but thank you, but it's not New Year. This is just. This is a different thing <laughs> totally we do. Different celebration. Totally different thing we do that Pretty you don't know anything about. Ah, oh, cool. <laughs> well done on your thing. But it is funny how that, you know, because there are Chinatowns in most big cities, that Chinese New Year would be something that people would have an idea of, you know, like yeah. even in Dublin, like, it's it's sort of an event. Yeah, you but can see them. They do parades in the They do, yeah. yeah. And I, I remember going to, um, we went to Morocco for our New Year's about three or four years ago. Connor and I went to Morocco. And we were there for over New Year's. And the um, Muslim, Islam has a different... New Year, obviously, and I think it happens around now. It happens in end of October, November, depending. So they'd like just had a New Year, so it was like completely dead. But it was that thing of like I had had. They were like, "Well, our New Year was a few weeks ago." I was like, "You guys have a different New Year?" Like it was like completely, <laughs> totally. There's a um, had no idea. Yeah, no, it is funny when you see people attach so much importance to this absolutely random bullshit. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like you yeah. live somewhere else. It's New Year somewhere else. It's not this. Everything's changing, new beginnings. Oh my yeah. god! And especially, like, there's nothing worse than having a new beginning in the darkest, coldest month of the year. Like my birthday's in May, so I always feel like that's a nicer time for a new year. Well, maybe they put it. Maybe that's yeah, why no, it's that's in the why middle it's there or something. To cheer it up. Are, like give them something. To cheer that's them why. Give, give them, some, give them another reason to drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it okay to be imbibing that much alcohol at that time of year. That's why uh, November is the worst month. The month that we're in now. Mm. It's like there's nothing. There's nothing in November. No, see, that's why Americans see. I, I love November because mm, Thanksgiving. I like November. It's Thanksgiving. Oh, it's in November. Mm. Yeah. See, we've nothing to cheer up November. You like November? I don't mind November. I think it's post Christmas is worse, like February, when you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, but then it's get, yeah, I suppose. But it's getting brighter and warmer. It's starting November. You're yeah. just heading into the darkness, <laughs> and there's nothing going on. Well, I think that's a good reason to. I think that's why the Americans like to eat a lot. We just make our whole time about just eating. Yeah. It's getting darker, colder. What? Get ready for hibernation. Okay, let's let's crack on to the next question. Mm. Uh, who was... Oh, this is... What is this? Arts and literature. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's again, it's old Billy Shakespeare. Who was William Shakespeare's wife? Anne Hathaway. Yep. Not the actress. Not the actress. Other, um, I have my suspicions, though. <laughs> I do. I feel like there might have been a bit of time travel going on. Mm. At some point, Anne Hathaway is just going to disappear, and everyone's going to wonder, oh, like, oh, like, rock on that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Jeepers. Yeah. Oh. I know. Her and her big mouth. Oh. <laughs> her, physically. Physically. No, just, yeah. I don't, I don't have a lot of exposure to Anne Hathaway, but some people seem to be getting annoyed with her. She just talks about how great she is. Is yeah. that her thing? Yeah. I, that's her thing. Yeah. I mean, that's a or lot of people's thing. A lot of a lot of people do it, but she pretends that she's not doing it. But this is the yeah. thing: is the people yeah. I don't get exposed <laughs> to these things. Like people are really annoyed with um, 
Jemima Winterbottom. Um, what's her name? Who is married to uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Oh, people are like, oh, Jemima Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Jemima? I was like, that's a brilliant <laughs> name, <laughs> Jemima Winterbottom. <laughs> you can. Who gives a shit? Um, yeah, people um, get a real, like a real. People hate like, her, though. Yeah. I mean, people literally I never hate her. her. Mm. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't. What are you getting? Particular problem. Just avoid her. Like you know. I don't give a shit about yeah, her because I don't see go, her. Yeah, if you don't like somebody, you can you can not look up stuff about them. Yeah. yeah, I think that is that is true and fair enough that you can actually just not go to their blog or their website or their. But yeah, yeah I don't know where you're finding all this Gwyneth Paltrow to be so annoyed about and this Anna Hathaway to be annoyed about. Apart from in Shakespeare, but it's just it's just it's <laughs> when fun she time travels when she time travels and is Shakespeare's wife. But he was obviously annoyed with her too because he did not live with her for much of his for much of their marriage, and he only left her his second best bed in his will. And oh they had right, a son that died. I didn't know who we were talking about there. It's kind of like yeah. times a bit messed up. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I don't think they were a happy mm. couple. And listen, he didn't see all the success. <laughs> he didn't see all the success. The success, <laughs> the success of his shows in, in the future. Oh, I thought you meant of Anne Hathaway. Oh. Her oh. future career, f- film career oh. in oh. Get Smart and stuff like that. Okay, no, no, we've no. got two more questions. This is Science and Nature. Oh. A dog's nose creates prints that can identify them, similar yeah. to human fingerprints, true or false? That's If it's true, that's really cute. <laughs> if it's, I, 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 sure, I don't know. Who yes has or discovered no? that? I'm going to say no. But I'm going to think no. I haven't heard it before, and I know a lot of dog owners, so I'll say no, but that's probably silly reasoning. But you could say, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, that's one of those things that's like, who took the time to figure that out? The nose prints. They're bubbly, though. That would be pretty cool, though. All the nose, it would be if cool. It did, I mean, yeah. But can you? I want it to be true, but I don't know if it is. So what are you saying? Think, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. False. It is true. No! Oh, we're so dumb. I love it. Oh my God, every dog in the universe. We learned ever. something new today. I'm mean, yeah. yeah, going up to every dog with a little bit of ink and paper, like <laughs> sticking their nose. Yeah. I'd say there's probably a few things. Like I was just, as, as you were saying, that that I was cool. wondering, like, could you fingerprint a tongue? Like what art? Like our yeah. tongue? Yeah. Canton, you know, new art project unique. to keep November <laughs> really exciting. Yeah, yeah. I just ask people. Excuse me, could I take a print of your tongue? Uh, Hillary, do you like dogs? Yep. Do you own yep. a dog? Yeah. No, do I own a dog? No. 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 So I just said, do you want a dog? I was would like, you like to? Yeah. Thank you. Want this is what I get as my prize. <laughs> yeah. Today. As your prize uh, are coming well, in. Well, you would have got that if you didn't get the last question wrong. Oh, you're so mean. I'd just no. get a yeah. DVD collection of Anne Hathaway's greatest. <laughs> <laughs> Has she recorded an just, album? Just clips of her. Oh, she should. No, but she wants to sing all the time. Oh, yeah, stop. I mean, she can sing. I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Shouldn't be so mean. I have to say, that was an that Les thing was, I did... She thought she was very good. The film? Didn't, her, I couldn't her, watch it. No, but the her worst bit. was when the Oscars, she's accepting oh, her speech. Stop. And it's all like, grand, fine, you're all like, you know, la la. And at the end of it, she's like, and hopefully someday in the future, there will be no yeah. whatever her character's name was. And it was like, oh no, you've lost me there now. Yeah, no, just come on. She said, hopefully this there'll is be no. Like, whatever her character's no name was. no prostitute <laughs> suffering from TB. And it's like, oh, don't start making a political It wasn't like message. it was well, a social reasonable. documentary. Is kind of, but it's like, what? Well, like, she just no, there should be prostitutes suffering good, from TB. You know? <laughs> because she wanted people to live. Like, it was just like, you don't even mean that. Shut up. <laughs> she probably does mean it. Stepped over me. Bet you do. We're going to have her as a guest in a few TV. weeks, and then she'll be able to respond herself. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, oh yeah, she is booked in. Yeah, yeah she's so, booked in. Yeah. So we can um, the and more Jemima more Winterbottom. Jemima <laughs> Winterbottom will be uh, in in March. Uh, so more exposure for Anne Hathaway coming up. You can look forward to that. <laughs> um, those who love her. Okay, final question, and it's sports and leisure. Oh God. Which city in the British Isles has an airport named after a wayward footballer? <laughs> okay, just maybe that's my to answer. You. How old is this footballer? Uh, I actually can't remember. It would if be he's Gaza, like is in. I'm going to say somebody on. It's going to. It's 
In what what island in the British Isles or what? Which city, city? in the British Isles? Oh, Isles? Is it like? Oh, well, it's probably Manchester or Liverpool, isn't it? Uh, it could be somewhere mm. like the Isle of Man or something weird like that too. Hmm. Or like, can you think of any? What What does it mean? A wayward footballer? <clears throat> like, mad. What's your man? The the guy who was oh, yeah, George Best. Oh, George Best. Oh, he was right. a bit mental, but they're all he mental. He was a bit mental. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. God, where was George, is that where was George is, Best where from? Where is he from? Is he from Liverpool or Manchester? George Best. So Newcastle. <laughs> don't is look, it, at, don't look at the guys in the room, Hillary. Is it, is no it, hints as to where George, George Best, Best was from. Okay. Is it, is it George Best? <laughs> but the, but the, the question is, which city? Oh, um, Manchester. I don't know. It's not oh, it's Liverpool. Birmingham. No. no. Uh, expand, your, expand your ideas of what the British Isles are. Oh, God. Belfast. <laughs> Belfast is the correct answer. Is it really? Yes. The, air, the Belfast airport is the George Best airport? Yeah. Shut up. Reaching. <laughs> yeah, it's true, yeah. Belfast City Airport took its name from George Best in 2006. Okay, and that explains a lot about Belfast mm-hmm. more than it does about George Best. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that, that, that was our quiz. Um, you obviously aren't football fans or airport fans, either of you. I'm, I'm, I'm not not, but no. Yeah. Look, I got Hamlet. You got Hamlet. Very well done on yeah. the Hamlet. So that's Hillary, most proud of uh, have you got anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to plug? Anything you'd like to sell? Anything I'd like to sell? Um, no, but I'm looking forward to Fused. Yeah. In the Project Thanks Arts for Center that. in yes. December. Speaking of games, I'm in a live action point and click <laughs> adventure game. Um live um starting december 2nd in the project art center cube every night at 8 p.m saturdays at 2 p.m and 8 p.m and it will be great fun there's lots of we all play about six different characters uh the audience decides how it's played every single night so it's different every single night it's really fun it's really entertaining and you don't have to have played those games before right. you yeah. don't have to know about I them because i had a clue and i still went and yeah. failed miserably and had a great time so yeah. it's actually really sometimes even more fun if you're failing yeah it was exciting the first time i saw it it was um uh yeah people were screaming at the end they were so yeah. excited about it. you don't often yeah. see that with a show no um, I've got an improv jam I'm doing on Saturday in the Harbour Playhouse, a mix of improv people. So come along. I don't really know what what's going to happen. Eight o'clock in the Ar- Harbour Playhouse, which is in Portobello. You have to try and find it. And that's the real and puzzle. And that's really fun, actually. <laughs> yeah. It's actually in a really awesome little place. Yeah. Well, we said yeah. where cool. you go downstairs. And there's a... No. Kind of go around the back of the Warren of No, yeah. It's not right. like kind of in the... It's not near Portobello Bridge. It's kind of hidden in the houses somewhere. The little Warren of houses. Not that's to be confused with the really Hamlet. enticing people to go, Mark. You have to I'm saying it's a challenge. <laughs> if you enjoy a challenge, come and find us. We'll be improvising. Um, well... That's it for this week. Thank you very much for being on the show, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. Get on your boots. Smile on your suit. Settle your disputes. Trivial codes. Time to deduce. Does it compute? Let it loose. Trivial codes.